Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy, Happy, and Whole Podcast. It's your girl, Brianna Matrice, and today we are going to be talking about healthy love. And I have a special guest here with me, and we're just going to have a conversation and possibly shift your perspective around love and what you know love to be. And as you always know, we begin our podcast with our affirmations. And so put your hand on your heart and repeat after me. I am a money magnet. Money flows to me in large sums and effortlessly. I am intelligent. My mind is a powerful resource. I am bold. I ask and I receive everything that I desire. Now breathe in, breathe out, and let's begin. So as I said, we are talking about healthy love today. And my special guest is none other than the lover man himself, Mr. Lim Lover. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. And so I'm so happy that you joined me on the podcast today. And so you and I have a lot of conversations about a lot of things, but mm-hmm. love is something we talk about a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just the way we think about love, what love is, what it isn't. And so I would love to have that conversation with you about L-O-V-E. And so before we begin, if you want to just tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, again, well, my name is Lim Lover. Um, <clears throat> I'm an artist. I'm a, yeah, a digital creator, uh, photography, video, Anything that has to do with bringing my imagination and potentially solving somebody's problem. That's that's what I do. Okay. Thank you for that. And so let's get right into it. So love, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in healthy love. That love doesn't have to be struggle. Love doesn't have to be full of pain. And love doesn't have to be dysfunctional or toxic. Mm -hmm. And so we have that conversation a lot because you feel the same way that I feel as far as love. But I want people to really get an understanding of what what is love, especially from you. How do you describe it? How what does it feel like? What does it look like? Mm -hmm. What is essentially healthy love? Well, first off to say, I'll have to say that, you know, everybody has made a different definition of what love is to them, how they've experienced it and how they, you know, end up saying to somebody else. But what I've come to understand is, you know, people make a lot of excuses about love. People make a lot of excuses when it comes to why they will, why they won't what they do, what they allow others to do, and then say that, but I love him or I love her, and then give them more excuses to make. So it's important that we um, give substance to the word instead of just being you know, a regurgitation of, you know, a condition and a reflex to say it because somebody else said it back to you. 
But in most cases that people say or talk about love, the first thing that I know for a fact that it is, is, you know, it's, it's, it's not tangible and it's unaccountable. So love to me is love. Love is a reflection. Love is a projection of how you feel about yourself and what you will allow others to deal with you in whatever manner. Um, again, it's a reflection. You know, the reason why I would say I love you to somebody is because that I see myself in them just as much as I won't see myself in them or I don't see myself in them is the reason why I say I do not love you. And that's, you know, that's something to stand on. That's having a frame of reference. And this is how we can kind of start to build this conversation under, you know, the impression of this is how I see love or this is what I've come to understand about love or this is my conclusion of how I end up defining love that it could be able to work for me and hopefully I can make it work for somebody else. Okay. Okay. So when we talk about everybody defining love differently, but we know that there are people who are in dysfunctional situations or unhealthy relationships that will say that they, that love is present. Love is there. However, it's it's not healthy and so but what if they say well this is how I define love that it is painful sometimes it does hurt sometimes it may be dysfunctional sometimes could you say that they're right or wrong or what would you say to them I mean I'll say that they're just <clears throat> they're a product of their fishbowl you know you you can only regurgitate in your environment where other people see or say and then that's your frame of reference but no love is easy it's none of those other things that people give excuses for other people to be that sometimes it's painful no love ain't painful there's nothing in a negative there's nothing in a negative connotation that you can apply to love to say that you know there's there's bad that comes with the good no it's just you know it's, it's, it's you, you know, you already don't love yourself. So how could you say that your definition of love is an appropriate representation of what it is, the lifestyle that you're trying to find within it? So is it safe to say that the way some people define love is the reason why they are in unhealthy relationships and is it safe to say that they need to unlearn that definition? They need to unlearn that love is pain, love is struggle, love is is suffering? Well, <clears throat> I mean, the first thing that I'll argue is that even within that, you can't you can't you can't know what love is and don't know yourself. So that's where I'd start with that. And again, I'd argue that people don't know themselves, let alone know what love is. And so how can a person begin to know what love is, what the true essence of love really is? Tell me a little bit about how you how you were able to figure out 
the true essence of love. So now that you know that it's not dysfunction, can you share a little bit about your journey with that? Because, I mean, just like I have been, you have been in some unhealthy situations, but now you see through a different lens, you have a better Mm -hmm. understanding. And so how did you figure out what love really was? Well... I'll say my, out of being older and speaking from being older, looking back, I'll say my my biggest example of, you know, the love that I've come to understand being whole, full, present. You know, my grandmother was my first, um, my first realization to what, you know, love is and that, you know, I could say I love my grandmother and I knew for a fact that, you know, my grandmother loved me. And it's the way in which she showed up, you know, um, the way she spoke, her tone. There was never anything hard or harsh, you know. Everything communicated that, you know, she respected me, that, you know, I mattered. And, you know, her presence, her being present, you know, made you feel whole when you were around her. That was my experience. So people and their families have different dynamics and, you know, and not to just bring up the whole idea of, you know, how did we get here as particularly black people and the condition of the black family, you know, um, I've seen different things, my experiences with, you know, how love shows up in the family environment. I've been with many families, you know, I've experienced different families, different dynamics of, you know, how people showed up to one another, how people cared or how, what communicated that people did or did not and allow certain things, but love is there and I'm talking about love being used as an excuse for people not being predictable when it comes to, you know, the treatment of you. So, so, but you said that you, you was able to experience healthy love with your experience with your grandmother, but still you haven't always experienced that in your relationship. So how did you make the shift like to go from experiencing something that felt good to then experiencing some things that didn't feel good to then now going back to say, hmm, actually I need to go back to what I've experienced with my grandmother. Well, I'll say even in the story about my grandmother, it was more of a, you know, validating the frame of reference. But, you know, my journey of, you know, not only understanding myself, but these relationships and the dysfunction that I've experienced, you know, I had to start with, you know, I had to start with myself. I've done a lot of reading. Um, I've read and consumed, you know, just so many books in and around the subject or, you know, when it comes to, you know, just trying to understand myself better and, you know, know exactly who it is that I am. And, you know, today I can absolutely say, you know, without a doubt and that, you know, I'm predictable and that I do understand myself and that I do know 
who I am and what I'm willing to tolerate and what I'm not and what love, you know, how I show up in it. But I'll say in, you know, the relationships that I've been in <clears throat> where I've experienced this dysfunction, just, you know, you say you say you love me, but your actions may say otherwise or you feel that you can do certain things and I should accept it because, you know, the fishbowl that we've, you know, been conditioned in, that we've been brought up in, that's our frame of reference of how we treat the people around us and we say that certain things are okay when they're not. You know, you can't say that somebody loves you and, you know, they put their hands on you. Or you can't say that somebody loves you, but, you know, they treat you and speak to you with uh, a spiteful tongue. Yeah, Um, Yeah, I agree. I feel that when a person says, like, I love you to someone else, their actions need to be in alignment with what they just said and for me a person who says they love you out of their mouth but constantly show up otherwise to me that's they're essentially a liar (laughs) because there's no love in their heart for you because if there was a love makes you show up differently love shows up differently you know and you and I talk about this all the time about love just being present you know that when a person shows up for the experience and they show up in authenticity and they show up free, they show up ready to give from love, they show up in love that is just presently there. So you don't have to even question, is does this person love me or does this person because it's automatic because of the way they show up. And so in present love, what does that look like to to be present in love. <clears throat> I mean, to be, you know, the first thing you have to consider is that, you know, <clears throat> in the general sense, um, speaking to, you know, a general population, general public, to say a particular thing as of right now is that, you know, love isn't something that's um, completely intentional. It's more learned and it's reflective, reflexive, but in the sense that <clears throat> people don't um, people don't know where to look for it and to have you know defined in such a way now that when we talk about being present, you know it's the intentionality. How do people get to? being intentional about showing up you know again it starts with you know you having to learn for yourself you know how it is that you show up for yourself how do you love yourself you know and that's that's where the conversation starts and then you're just a projection of how you feel about yourself and what that experience people get from you yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree, you know. The more and more work that I do and the more I know myself, as you mentioned earlier, and you do walk here because being authentically you is a form of you loving yourself because you're not afraid to show up yourself. And you're like, this is who I am. And I'm okay with being rejected for who I am. And 
I only now surround myself with people who accept me for who I am. And so being present in love, like you said, is is it is about being intentional. It's about showing up for an experience where, again, that you want to give to the experience. You want to have a meaningful experience. It's just an experience of love because we understand what love does, especially for self. And then when it comes to romantic love, love, you respect the person, you care for the person, you consider the person and all these other things because that's what love brings forth. And so present love is already there. So it's like, like you were saying, sometimes people like where to look for it. You don't have to really look for it because first you, you look with, I mean, you go inward. It's that hidden treasure within. And just from there, you share that love with whoever is present in your life that wants to have the next same experience with you. So, so <clears throat> I'll say if I could summarize it just a little bit is that, you know, love, love is the embodiment of being present and you're that experience. You are love. You know, that's you. We say love is this, but you are this. You know, mm-hmm. people can either accept it or they can't accept it. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference for, you know, when you go to love someone, somebody either accepts you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't accept you, well, that's also an indication for you to separate yourself and not to, you know, waste your time giving and continuously giving and getting nothing or having a lesser experience than what you are open to experiencing. Yeah, and so why do you think, you know, some people can argue that love is like one of the strongest drugs, quote-unquote, and in Love can have people. Why Why do you think people say, when I'm in love, I could do some of the craziest things? Or when I'm in love, I'm just crazy. What does that, why do they attribute love to craziness or love to dysfunction? <clears throat> because again, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about the love you're talking about. That's, you know, that shows up in the fishbowl of, you know, the conditioning of your environment is an externalized source of how you explain love, but not an internalized source of, you know, self. You, you know, it's, you know, everything else, uh, the things in which you explain that, you know, somebody's willing to do the craziest things because of love. You don't know what love is. You don't know yourself. You don't know the things in which you're saying that you'll subject yourself to because why? You know, why do you do certain things because of quote-unquote love? You put yourself in a compromising position because of love? No, I would argue to say that that's not love. That's something else. That's, you know, maybe, you know, insecurities showing up. Maybe that's um, entitlement showing up, um, <clears throat> expectations showing up, and you're confusing because you don't know you. 
Mm. Yeah, I think that's good because when you really think about it, <clears throat> if you're like, love make me do, it's like, if love can make you do some crazy things or have you acting out of character or being dysfunctional and toxic, then what is the desire to have that? Right? Like, if that's what love does to people, it's not really something good then. So that's why I... I I I argue against that. Love does not make you do things crazy. I think you have intense passion <clears throat> and intense attraction or attachment to someone. And hence, you are allowing, like you say, your insecurities, your anxiety, some other things cause you to act crazy or to rile you up. But it's not love because, again, love doesn't behave that way. Love doesn't show up that way. You know, two people having an experience where love is shared, it's not going to make you act crazy or do things that's out of character. If anything, love actually brings forth the better parts of you. If you think about that that Aaliyah song and she said, at your best, you are love. That's what we're saying. At your best, you are love. Not when you're crazy. You're that's 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 not that's not love, and that's not acting in love, but acting in some other way that you can't you can't attribute to love. <laughs> you know, I can't really, <clears throat> I can't dis. So the first thing, anytime that I say love or mention love, I can't disassociate saying love and disassociating disassociating that with the person and the experience of the person. So, you know, when I say love or when I refer to love, it's I'm referring to the way that a person is being present, how they're showing up, and the experience of them. If what we're saying is the experience of a person, they say that this is love, then again, I go back to that. You know, how can you say that this is love when you treat yourself like this? Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that's where we have to start holding people accountable, you know. Like, I always say, you know, to the women that I work with, you know, if someone says to you that, oh, I love you, but then they're treating you contrary to their words, you have to hold them accountable because if not, then you're just going to be, you're going to allow mistreatment in the form of love. Well, they do say they love me, but if they did, they wouldn't behave in that way. And are they treating themselves that way? Would they treat themselves that way? And can you honestly ask yourself, is love supposed to feel like hell? Because if, if it's supposed to feel that way, then why why would it be the greatest command of all to love people if by loving someone it, it equals being in hell? <laughs> you know, so... Like you were saying, it's, it's unlearning that that definition is really stepping outside of the conditioning for you to really tap into that powerful treasure of the energy because love is an energy. It is an energy within you that flows within, flows outward. And that energy is pure. It's, it's not unhealthy. It's not dysfunctional or toxic. And so... Yeah, the experience, when you're showing up present in love, the experience is different. It brings out really the better parts of you. Not necessarily a perfect you, but it does create an environment that fosters patience, 
kindness, and, you know, a host of a lot of other things. Well, I put that in the context more because, again, you know, people have their own definitions of not only, you know, love but self. But when we're making, you know, love tangible and love is a frame of reference, you know, pointing back to self and the experience of oneself, um, you'd have to consider, um, you know, I'll be talking, right? I'll lose my train of thought. Get me together, girl. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about dysfunctional love. Oh, yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about love and, you know, again, it's this frame of reference pointing back to self. Um, Shit. I had it and then I lost it. But we're going to come back with it. So. Oh, healthy, healthy love, healthy love. Mm-hmm. Context is healthy. When we're saying healthy, you know, we're creating a framework to say this is a best practice of, you know, where love is, how love shows up as a frame of reference, that the work is done, that you know yourself. And we're speaking about love that is healthy and the best practices of, you know, what makes it nurturing, what what environment are you fostering, and we call this love the love that we're referring to in this conversation is love that's healthy and that's conducive to you know a productive growth type of you know environment yes and so i think that's just what it is the more conversations that we have about love and what it really because you have to know that everybody wants this thing And if this thing is supposed to feel good, then you have to know that if you're feeling anything that's contrary to this pureness, something that that produces a safe environment, a healthy environment, then you have to question, is this truly love? Is this truly the love that I want? Am I my best self in this experience? Is is the love that that is present, is, is it quote-unquote, you know, the quote-unquote love that is present, is it healthy? Is it fulfilling? Is this person showing up for the experience in a healthy way? You have to ask all those questions and really ask yourself, how do I define love? Is it based upon what I've seen with my parents, from, from the environment I grew up in, from school, from music, etc.? I'm such a proponent for healthy relationships because I see the damage that toxic relationships do, not only to your your emotional and mental health, but sometimes physically. It is a daily war against self. It's a daily turning your back on self. And so when we have more conversations about love, not it not about it being perfect, but about love growing, that is healing, that this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what this energy encompasses. This is what this energy possesses. Mm -hmm. Do you agree? I do agree. I do agree. I do agree. And so any final words, Mr. Lem Lover, about... L-O-V-E, if you can share one thing, and actually you have a couple of commandments, so if you could share two of your commandments, your love commandments, 
with the people, I think that would be beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so I, I kind of came up with this thing. Because, uh, you know, I'll I be thinking, I'll be talking, I'll be coming to these conclusions um, for myself. And so what I end up coming up with was um, the Ten Love Commandments as I'm scrolling in my phone to find them and I'm stalling to find them right now. I'm going to just type it in because, you know, notes is the best thing that's ever happened to a phone. Ten Love. Here we go. Here we go. Boom. All right. Hold on, what's it? Boom, boom, boom. You pause it? Pause it. <laughs> so, I'll say um, the first two of my ten love commandments are to, you know, to never lie to yourself. The second one is practice keeping better promises to yourself. And if um, any words that I can leave with, you know, you have to think of, you know, like you said, how do we define love? How do you define love? You know, how do you define the experience of you? And how do you define the experience of what you're willing to have? And I think those are, you know, some important starting points just to start to look over how you start to show up and what love and how to be that embodiment and that experience for yourself. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Lim Lover. I shouldn't even call you Mr. Thank you, Lim Lover, <laughs> so much. And I really appreciate the conversation. And for those listening, I hope that our conversation about love can really help you if you are one that is struggling in an, in an unhealthy relationship and you're, you're caught between does this person love me? Do they not? Or et cetera. So that now you can begin to do some introspection to ask yourself, is this really the experience I want to have? Is this really love? What is love? And how do I truly define it? And really go inward and ask yourself these important questions because that is how we get healthy. And so I thank you for tuning in for another episode As always, be healthy, be happy, and be whole. I'll see you on the other side.